friends. Thanks for joining us. Do us a favor and smash that subscribe button. If you haven't checked it out already, check out the Milt Stiegel interview. It's trending to be our number one video or one of our number one videos. He has some free agency predictions in there. Yeah, you, you can get at him about the Dalton showing one. What was wrong with that one? It just it, He was wrong. Luckily, he was wrong. Really? He thought Dalton Schoen was gone. He f- thought for sure he'd be signing somewhere else. So well, let's check that out. Yeah. Let's check it out. <laughs> uh, Benny, where can they find us on social media? Uh, you can find us, Ray Benny Sports. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as well. Check us out on Reddit and Discord. Join us in a conversation there if you want. And leave us a rating on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, let's get right into it. You know, we're going to talk Winnipeg Jets a little bit at NHL. We got our quick shots at the end, but let's start with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and some CFL talk. Some crazy free agency action going. There were doubters. And I don't think many people believe that Sean and Oliveira would be back, but they are. So what are some thoughts on that? What's the impact on the team with Kyle Walters again? Just chest out wizardry, figuring out this cap and working it. Yeah, yesterday was a wild day for the CFL in general in terms of signings. Um, and it's weird because I thought free agency starts next week. I know they had this tampering window, but I wasn't realizing that people will actually be signing contracts and they're being announced. I know they're not official till Monday or Tuesday or whatever that is, but wow, what a week. And great moves by Oliver, uh, by Walters. Signing Oliveira, two-year deal. Um, and again, both these guys, Dalton showing a one-year deal. Both these guys apparently leaving money on the table especially Oliveira. He had a chance for, what was it, a uh, two-year deal for 550 from Hamilton, like total, and Lions maybe making about 750 to 770 for a three-year deal. Yeah. So he looked at it one way, right? He can become a legend in Winnipeg. If he plays his whole career here and his season his career goes well, he could be a legend. There will be many opportunities to make money through sponsorships, through side deals, and all that other stuff that he can see that potential, right? And Dalton Tone. Just a, more of a company guy, I guess. You know, the Bombers brought him in, um, yeah. and they showed loyalty to him as well over the last couple of seasons, and he showed it loyalty back. And I think his was about two thirty that he's making. So that's a lot of money that they end up paying between these two guys. You throw Kalaros in there, uh, you throw Kenny Lawler. That's four guys. You're probably at a million dollars, you know, over. of your salary cap over that, and that's not even including Dembski and your O line and Willie Jefferson. So. Great deals. I love it. I'm excited to see what they can do, but I'm also concerned to fill up the rest of the roster. That's insane. Based on last year's performance, the Bombers have the best one, two, three punch uh, in the CFL. If Dalton Schoen did not miss games, he probably would have been the CFL's leading receiver in yards for sure. Um, but and, yeah, and, and if Kenny Lawler, Lawler didn't concern. miss games, he's he's over a thousand for sure too. And maybe he's up to fifteen hundred too. You never know. There's sorry, a sorry to interrupt, That's okay. There's always a concern of the players that you can sign when you do invest so much in. But, you know, Ted Gavea and Danny Mack have been able to find gems. So the faith is obviously there. Um, Jordan Younger has done some great coaching in the secondary. He's defensive coordinator now. They still have Richie Hall there. There's consistency. There's still some veterans there brandon alexander just signed winston rose hasn't been i guess as effective with injuries and consistency but he's a veteran who knows the system and will coach up guys who are there they free agent the though, culture eh? that they have huh rose is also a free agent though oh i thought that he was uh going into this year he's still on the roster no i just re-looked is at the list hit? here he's oh. so he's he's a free agent and i, and I after you know him oh, not playing at the him. end yeah 
they won't sign him. No. And then, you know, you lose Ricky Walker to Calgary and you lose Demero Houston to Calgary. So there, there's obviously huge confidence in Younger and what they can do and coaching them up. So if they believe, I believe. Uh, my only beef is, and not personal beef, it's su- suspicious beef. Brady Oliveira tweeting that he's back and he got unfinished business. <laughs> yes. <to do>. Yes. <laughs> uh, I saw that thing. too, man. It's just I, a personal I, thing. I've, <laughs> you know, I didn't like that in 2003 when they couldn't fulfill it. I thought it was horrible then. And I will always think it's horrible when I see it. I, you know, I'm not I cringed. that suspicious, I, but I'm not a big fan of that. I cringed and I thought of you instantly when I saw that the unfinished business. Oh, man. Uh, I, I was on my way to work and I was like, what? Out loud. And people <laughs> in public heard me. So let's look at the other signings for the Bombers. Uh, Jake Thomas. What's the impact there? What's your yeah, thoughts on Jake Thomas signing? Um, like I think we had talked about this. It's just like I'm surprised it happened so early with Jake Thomas, uh, especially when you had a guy like Ricky Walker still out there um, that you had to look to sign. I don't, I didn't see any money with Jake Thomas. I, you know, it, it was it's an early signing to me, but maybe it's one of those. Hey, let's get this out of the way and we know where we are at cap level because I, I doubt Jake Thomas was going anywhere else. You know, he was he was with the Bombers or probably nowhere else. So I like the signing to be a depth move. But Bombers have some work to do on that D-line, losing Ricky Walker now, and Jeff Coates still a free agent. Cam Lawson has to step up. Still a free agent. He's a free agent too, though. They got to get that guy. Yeah. So like, There's no way Cam Lawson is going to another team. After you lose Ricky Walker? No, 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 no. Cam Lawson is going to be a Bomber. Cam Lawson, I wish they would have signed him already. Yeah. Uh, He's a locker room leader. It might have been a signing that was... um, Maybe Jake Thomas was like, yo, I'll take whatever and I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm thinking on that his, too. He has his set. I'm not saying take whatever, but he has his set and whatever. Get it out of the way and it's done. It's also a sign to the team that another leader is willing to come another year. Dude's going into year 12, coming off one of his best years, if not his best year. And as a plug and rotational player, why not? Strong start. Not a Good lot vibes. through the finish, though. So, yeah, well. Exactly. Like he's saying, and bringing Brown and Alexander back too. It's another veteran guy who's coming back to, to, to finish the business, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think like with uh, Jake Thomas too, it, it's no coincidence that his production would suffer the same as Willie Jefferson's production would suffer without Jackson Jeffcoat on the other end. That whole D-line kind of like oof, flattened out a bit. So I don't know. How much is that guy going to get if he 250? it's funny because i haven't heard or seen anything about jeff coat um so maybe there's a big maybe there's an opportunity there that he's saying that the offers are possibly not out there uh that he, the bombers could end up snatching him back and bringing him back i hope so chris struggler yeah the packages they can roll out with this dude will cause headaches for opposing defensive coordinators uh, until we see him in game action i don't know if i can say that he has the skills to be a starter in the cfl you know, there wasn't much tape in the NFL, but who knows what he learned. So, but I'm just glad to have him back. He he has some energy on the offense and the options that you can have with him. Crazy. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you can do with him on the field with Oliveira. And 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 we know he can somewhat pass the ball. You know, he, he wasn't the oh, greatest yeah. at it when he was here, but he could get the job done when you ask him to make certain passes. 
so yeah, it'll be exciting to see because now if he's on the field, even on those second and shorts, you got to decide, hey, is it going to go to Oliver or are you going to take a pounding from Strebler up the middle kind of thing, right? And yeah. I'm excited to see what these guys on offense can do and what the Bombers and Buck Pierce and their offensive staff can draw up for these guys. Uh, it's going to be a fun season offensively for sure. And I, I expect hopefully better than last year, a consistency on this offense. Whereas I think the defense may take a step back. I, I have faith, like you say, in, in Jordan Younger and that, but I just feel yeah. like they're going to have a bunch more, way more newer guys on defense than they will on offense. So it makes some time oh. for them to gel. So absolutely. Uh, uh, just a double check on Cam Lawson. He was extended on the 22nd of December for two years through 2025. Okay. Awesome. Right on. Nick and Noah Hallett. It's great that they have their gunner from special teams. They're yeah. the number, the, especially with Mike Miller going well, going on to the coaching side of things. You have some consistency there, and you have your leading special teams player. Uh, Noah was hurt, so who knows? Yeah, good special teams player, adding depth to the uh, defensive back department as well, uh, even at safety too. So yeah, good signings for those guys, and for their their team players are high energy guys. Uh, who are giving it every time they're out there on their field. So I'm excited yes. to see them back too. And when Nick was playing safety, he was more yep. than competent. Yeah, did a good job there for sure. Absolutely. Kolinkowski, what are your thoughts on that signing? Yeah, good deal. I, I, I can't remember if I saw what the amount was. I believe it's probably just over 100. Um, but yeah, good good deal because you got a veteran guy back in there. And now you can either, you know, Lee and Dobson can end up taking uh, the guard spot uh, and Tui, uh I don't know. In the right, right now, right tackle, they're going to be hurt a little bit. That's going to be another spot that they have to figure out. But Man. at least with Kolonkowski, Newfeld, Stanley Bryant back, you got three of five. Depends what happens with Gray kind of thing. you know. So, But you're also bringing back guys like Liam Dobson from last year that can fill in that spot. So you you got enough, four good guys right there, right? Yeah. You just got to figure out that right tackle, which is a very important spot. But, yeah, it'll be a, another position that needs to be filled. It was funny. I, I posted like, "Hey, maybe Richardson might get a shot." Like, <laughs> and then seven hours later, retired. retired. Like, what? Okay, sure. But Colin Kelsky, what a great story for that guy. Like, late CFL rounder, sixth, seventh rounder. He got a great cup with Toronto early. He got a great cup with Winnipeg, but not as a starter. Uh, and now, hopefully, he can win a great cup as the starting center because I love his grit. Like, I think he's very underrated, even though he was a CFL All-Star last year. Eastern All-Star. Yeah. Eastern? Uh, Western? Or Western, Eastern? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Still back in 19-whatever, 90-something. Yeah, the Bombers aren't moving back yet. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, Ever. they got to exactly. get an extra team in the East, but I'm yeah. not believing in that thing. <laughs> Any which way, uh, Colin Telsky, I said enough about him. I love that. But, plus having him back, I mean, he's got the chemistry with Kalaros playing center. Exactly. Right? It's always good to have that back so you're not restarting with a new guy and taking games to get used to a new guy so yeah i never yeah. thought of that the chemistry yeah. between center and quarterback is often underrated just like peyton manning and jeff saturday how long how many years were those guys together oh, then they, they, yeah, even in sure. denver afterwards weren't they so yeah he loved having his hands under <laughs> <clears throat> uh, johnny augustine augustine sorry i don't know what i was gonna say. i know what i was gonna say there and i stopped it uh i don't know did you think once he was signed that kind of hinted that Oliveira was close to signing because you know if close or sign, worried yeah i don't know uh, yeah okay what did you think when he was signed 
a little bit worried um, because I figured if Augustine knew Oliveira was coming back, he might try to go somewhere else and, you know, try to get a starting position. Uh, So, yeah, a bit of concern. But then I was like, okay, okay, well, at least Augustine back. He's know the system. If Oliveira goes somewhere else, Augustine, who has looked good in his limited opportunities, right? He hasn't looked at a place when he's coming in for Oliveira. So I was like, okay, I guess Augustine will be the next man up in this situation. But, you know, it worked out. And Augustine must have known. Obviously, he knew there was a chance Oliveira was coming back. Yeah. And whatever his salary ended up being probably was dependent or knowing, hey, I'm going to be a backup anyways, right? So, but I like it. It's it's weird. Like, I don't know. Do you, because if you have a starting Canadian running back, it's probably preferable to have a backup Canadian running back rather yeah. than having to shift, a, or I guess you can go receiver because a lot of teams have a lot of Canadian receivers. I don't know. Kyle Walters knows better than me. I'm, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right here. Well, because you, the, the Bombers only have one right tackle or sorry, one line American lineman right now. Yeah. Um, I had the name written down somewhere here, but I don't know where it is. But and he's the only other guy signed, right? So maybe you have to look at an American lineman as a right tackle when they bring some, you know, figure that out. So now you can do that sure. again with having Oliveira. And if something happens to Oliveira, Augustine comes in and fills in, right? Yeah. Like uh it's hard, it's hard to really judge an offensive lineman's performance, especially the guards in the middle, uh, because they they get less of the spotlight, you know, it's their sacks aren't obvious if they're doing well or not. But I don't know, is Jeff Gray ready to take a step out to the right side? Is that development there? Because we know that he's had trouble sometimes in the middle and he's been in rotation. Like, is that a possibility in the plan? Yeah, I guess they're going to have to look at it, see. I mean, but they might have to find a cheaper option there and and maybe, I don't know. You can. Yeah, guy with less experience and... You know, hope you can get him up, up to shape in time for game. Uh, the CFL season starts. Yeah, was Hardrick with anybody before the Bombers? He came in pretty young, didn't he? Like, yeah, he was with Saskatchewan because he's going back That's to Saskatchewan. Right. Thank you. So he was there, but he wasn't a full time starter or anything. Uh-uh. Like he was still bouncing around. He got to Winnipeg, and they kind of settled him down and helped him get get a starting position. So, speaking of then, speaking <laughs> of Yoshi, thoughts like he good for him. Yeah. I chase that money too. Uh, I don't know. Does that say anything to you about the Bombers? What are your thoughts on that? Sucks to lose them. I don't think it says anything about the Bombers. It's a lot of money that they're offering them. I don't know. It was it two thirty per year or is it two thirty over the two? Yeah. So Her. like that's that's a lot, man. And and I don't blame the guy for not turning that down to come back for the Bombers for maybe one fifty, right? Because yeah. You, you gotta you gotta cash in when you can because you never know how long you're gonna you're gonna last in the, in the playing football, right? So absolutely good deal for him, good get for Saskatchewan. Uh, hopefully it ends up working out, except when they play the Bombers, kind of thing. But yeah, good move. I don't blame him at all, and good luck to him. And you know what though, the the, yeah. the funny thing is, uh, he hasn't officially signed his contract. So with Richmond mm-hmm. retiring, is there any way? <laughs> Now the Bombers are in a bit of a hole. If they can't find someone else by Monday or Tuesday, do they yeah. circle back and try to get him back and figure it out? But I think it'll be too much money. Probably can't no, they do can't. it. They can't yeah. afford that. They made their decisions pretty much when they were able to sign Sean and Oliveira. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a sign of things to come in Saskatchewan with the sign of Woulette, the signing of Woulette, Woulette. Uh, and bring in Hardrick. Maybe they're going to start using a power running game like the Bombers do. 
Because okay. yeah. they saw that it worked in Toronto. May saw it worked in Toronto. And it obviously works here. Hardrick does it well. He's one of those, what do you call those, road graders that can block down the field, hold a guy, and push him 10 yards back. So maybe that's what they're doing. But at the yeah. same time, they have Mark Mueller, who showed <laughs> as their offensive coordinator, who did never committed to the running game, even when it was doing well, mm-hmm. when he had guys like Kareem Carey and Diedrich Mills. So I don't know. Like, if they do commit to that running game, I think that'd be smart because you got this older quarterback with Trevor Harris. It takes the pressure off him. Uh, and your own line doesn't have to be as good because they weren't good. Sorry. They don't have to be as, you know, as pass protected. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they seem to be better last year getting the run going when they used yeah. it last year with Morrill. But yeah, their old line still is a work in progress. Um, but they've made some moves in Saskatchewan to kind of with Ouellette, uh, Jameer Thurman. You know, so right now they're they're winning. They're the paper champions or the Great Cup champions of moves right now, kind of thing. But we'll see if it works out. Sometimes the free agent stuff doesn't work out great, right? It takes time for guys to job. We saw it in Hamilton last year. We thought that Hamilton D would be lights out after all their moves, and it didn't work out. But um, yeah, good good start for them uh, after the first couple of days of free agency. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, that's a good one too. Oh yeah, why is with uh, what's uh, mostly Western teams are really making these moves? What's up with that? East, yeah. what, don't you want to get better? Hamilton's made some moves. Montreal has been very quiet though, unless they're working on deal with bets or something. But yeah, they haven't really done much. Ottawa's making moves, but I don't know if they're the right moves. I mean, Adrian, Darius Pickett is a good move though. So it's a hell of a good move. Yeah, hell of a good move. Demario Houston is that a good move for Calgary? We'll see, man. That's again, that's a lot of money uh, that they're paying him as well. Uh, we saw him interceptions last year. Great. Yeah. There was times though that he did get burnt last year, and there was times where he got burnt and the receiver dropped the ball. Luckily, uh, so he was more of a risk reward kind of guy, right? Where he, yes, he would make that interception, but if he missed that interception, I think it was the Saskatchewan game, was it not Labor Day, mm. where he was the only guy out in coverage and he went for the interception, wide side, yeah, wide side, and the guy got the touchdown. So. Yeah, love the guy as a player and everything like that. Good luck to him in Calgary, but I'm not I'm not sure if that's the greatest way to spend money. Yeah, sorry for yelling there. I don't think that's <laughs> uh the Calgary wide side. Eh? I got passionate about the wide side. <laughs> yeah, Calgary. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a reach there, even though he will be a great DB. Um, but we'll see against teams like BC and Winnipeg when they have a bunch of receivers and moving them around, like Schoen versus Houston. I'll probably put money on Schoen. Yeah. Ricky Walker going to Calgary as well. Uh, that does hurt. Uh, he was probably the best interior lineman that the Bombers had. But at the same time, I think maybe Calgary again reached for this one. The defensive tackle market seemed kind of thin. And again, no, Ricky Walker is a great defensive tackle. I love watching that guy play. He had a motor. He can cause chaos in the middle. But uh, uh, good for him. Good for him to get to Calgary. And I think the Bombers will find a gem somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he ended up getting paid, um, but there, there's still a bunch of guys out there, like looking at a free agent list right now. I, I don't think any of these guys are signed. There's still Sean Oakman out of Toronto, but oh. I mean, these guys are going to be uh, expensive anyways, right? So he, I don't know if the Bombers can afford to pay one of these guys and then also their defensive end taking over for Jeff Goat or Jeff Goat or, or if they're hoping Celestin Haba is the guy that could take over Jeff Goat's spot and fill in so that they can save a little bit of money out of that position, but they better make sure that Haba is the guy, because if you have no pass rush, you're going to get killed in the CFL. 
So yeah, I think you know what? If they we talked about this dude a couple of weeks ago, but if you maybe compare Haba and Kongbo as rotational players, maybe that might be enough to keep enough pressure on that side where teams can't force uh, their pass coverage on Willie Jefferson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know we we said where can Kongbo go? Where's it gets maybe coming back home? where he has someone guiding him like Willie Jefferson. He's in the same dressing room with Mike O'Shea and Ricky Richie Hall. That might focus the dude. Yeah. Younger coach John, Jordan Younger might be able to communicate with him. So who knows? Maybe yeah, it'll knows. be interesting. A lot of... No, sorry, go ahead. You go. No, I was going to say, there's, I mean, there's a lot of moves the Bombers D still has to do. Yeah. You know, that 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 the offense is pretty much set besides right tackle. Right, and then you have to bring in a couple receivers here and there. I mean, I'd love for them to bring Rashid Bailey back, but that's probably not going to happen at this point, right? And no. and Rashid Bailey deserves to be paid a little bit more than he probably was paid with the Bombers in the last couple of years. So, yeah. But but defense right now, I think that's a focus, um, and I don't know if that'll be the focus in the draft as well for them. But usually, first year guys don't come in and play right away for the CFL, right? So yeah. Also, they have uh oh no, I forget his name. Their first rounder. Uh, that they uh, Ford. at the end. No. No. Uh, well, they 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 should get Ford back. What also, that rush, the rush end that they uh, drafted from Saskatchewan. Oh, Masters draft. Yes, and he came into mm. rotations sometimes across the O line. Uh shoot, Google fans, you'll find it somewhere. I got it Anthony, right here. Anthony uh, Bennett. Anthony That's Bennett. right. I totally forgot about him. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I got half his name right. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's, it's his time to step up too. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, you drafted him first round last year. He should be ready to go this year. He was definitely getting minutes last year. Biggest non-bomber CFL signing. Uh, I'm just going to throw mine out there because we already named him. Adarius Pickett. I think that's huge for the uh, Ottawa defense. Is Santos Knox still in Ottawa? Oh man, yeah. if he is, that's a pretty good def- linebacker call. Yeah, he was because he he went there from Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That, and Pickett pressuring the quarterback and drop back in coverage, uh, dude will change that defense. And I hope he, I hope Brian Cole becomes a linebacker, Sam linebacker like him. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a great move for Ottawa uh, to get a veteran guy like that and a good player like that because that Ottawa D at times looked decent last year, but just couldn't finish a job or, or play a full 60 minutes uh, yeah. overall kind of thing. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, and there's so many decent ones, like even Jamal Peters to Hamilton. That was uh, a good one. I'm going to take AJ Olette to the Riders because it adds another dimension to them in that running game like we talked about. If you can get a good O line and a good passing or a rushing rush uh, O line, you know that'll open up some holes for him and make him a tough player to play against. Yeah, that's gonna be a they're gonna have a good running game with Saskatchewan, I think. Yeah, then Shane Bain also resigned, so they got him back last week or whatever. So is he signed for a good who? Morrow, Jamal Morrow? No, he's a free agent. So so they won't be signing him. No, I wonder where he'll go. I, I don't know BC maybe. Well, I know so they got I know they got Mizell, but well, they don't use him either. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but they, it, would they have used Oliveira? I mean, they they got they re-signed three very good receivers. Yeah, you know, and I, I know the Bombers have three very good receivers too. But would it would Oliveira have even fit in well there with them? Because at least you know Oliveira knows his role in this Bomber offense. Yes. He knows he's still going to get ten to fifteen touches in a game. 
uh, here. Well, I don't yeah. know if it would have been the same in BC or what, but I guess he would have got paid more, but just not the uh, accolades. Exactly. Exactly. He would have been home either. Uh, let's talk about the Argos in the East. They've been hit hard in that free agency window, uh, whatever it's called. Um, do you think this will affect them? You think Pinball will be able to pull this one out? Yeah, it's interesting to see what the rest, what they do with the rest of it. But yeah, they lost Ouellette. They lost Jamal Peters, Darius Pickett, Javon Leak went to Edmonton. Um, yeah, and Toronto, they they did sign Devontae Coxie, at least one of their wide receivers, because after trading Curly Gittens, I don't know who else they were really having at receiver there. So at least they got that. But we'll see what they do with over the rest of this period or what um, pinball finds in the free agent market or sorry, in the draft and in the States kind of thing, but they got some work to do because they lost some good players here. They and then him. like we said, Sean Oakman is still a free agent as far as I know. So they got to sign that guy. Yeah. They got to, with all the money that they have open now, they, he must be priority. They signed Liram here a lot. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Heck yeah. Shoot. I remember how long ago were we, we were wondering where that guy was and hoping that he come back. Wasn't it during the, uh, what's his name years? The Hamilton dude now? Legio. And then before Castillo last year, we were always talking about Liram bringing him back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Legio, um, Legio re-signed in Hamilton. So yeah, good for yeah. him. Yeah, they good. believe. Yeah. They believe. Hopefully, hopefully the Bombers can bring back Castillo now. Um, considering he has really no other options in this league unless he wants to go to the USFL or XFL merger thing there. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, legs... they, they don't have a lot to spend at certain positions. So Castillo is probably going to have to either not take a raise or take a bit of a pay cut to do it too. So. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, like you said, his options are limited in the CFL. There's one option, literally one option. The bombers. Yeah, that's it. All right, just check. Like, <laughs> who else? The Bombers. <laughs> Let's move on to some Winnipeg Jets talk brought to you by Fahrenheit Airbrushing. Stand out on the ice, pavement, or the field with a custom airbrushed helmet or goalie mask. A local Manitoba business with affordable solutions for any project. Check out Fahrenheit Airbrushing on Facebook or call them at 204-891-7431. Tell them. What happened? You were supposed to say that part. Oh, right. <laughs> we haven't done this a bit. Tell them Ray and Benny sent you. There we go. Let's just pretend <laughs> it went perfectly. We'll get it Let's... right next time. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about it before. <laughs> Let's talk about the Pens game. Jets lose 3 nothing. A little bit of drama. Special teams. Uh, they got blank. What can I say? Right? Like... Yeah, Something I, I, about the combination of Tristan Yari and the Pittsburgh Penguins don't go well for the Jets. Like in 26 games since the Jets have returned to Winnipeg, they've won six. Six. And Yari is 5-0 and against the Jets, two of those being shutouts. That's wild. That is wild. And again, got shut out. Four losses in a row now, which is not good for the team. Have not looked good. Power play was 0 for 2 again. Uh, they got burnt on the penalty kill, giving up two goals on the penalty kill. Um, and I know we're going to talk about this probably a little bit later, but we might as well throw it in here now because the biggest play of that game uh, was the Dylan hit on Nola Cherry, uh, which ended up being a five-minute major where Pittsburgh ended up scoring two goals. So that was the biggest difference of the game there. And the Jets could not find the back of the net, five on five or power play. 
Yeah. And of course, the goal that they had was called back or canceled or what would you call it? Whatever. No goal. Same thing. No goal. <laughs> On an offside. And it was an offside. But, you yeah. know, it's been one of those goals that could have changed the tide of the game because it wasn't like they were getting their ass beat especially five on five, they just can't put anything in the net. Three yeah. goals in their past five games. 11 in their eight in their past eight. That's not good. No, they scored four goals against the Islanders. They're how many games back and they haven't scored more than two in a game since then. Uh, yeah. And they've been shut out three times now in their last seven games. You know, and in other games, you scored one. You scored one against Boston. They scored two against Toronto. And I think there's another game with only one as well or or Ottawa, they beat 2-1 kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah something's got to give there. And I know guys were injured. You know, Shif uh, Connor got back, Shifley went out. So now those two are finally back together, and Shifley's got to get up to speed. You just brought in a new guy in Sean Monaghan to get used to the other two guys, Ehlers and Perfetti. So it might take a couple games for these guys to get back in force, but yeah. they don't have a lot of time to get back into it and start potting some goals here. No, it's not looking strong right now. They're, they're all out of sync. They're... I don't know. Like, I don't coach hockey. I can tell you fundamentally exactly what is wrong with this team. They're just not all on the same train right now. No, and, That's and, all I can say. and the five on five goals, obviously, you know, the power play still sucked then, but you yeah. got five on five goals. So you could kind of be like, okay, power play will get it going at some point, right? Five on five goals have kind of dried up. This is where that power play, it's really hurting them now, not being able to score on the power play because you're not getting that other scoring from anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and at this point, it's like we're almost 50 games in this season. This power play has got to be figured out. I know now you got Sean Monahan that you brought in, and he, they're thinking he's going to help fix it. But if he doesn't, things got to change there. And I, the Jets' loyalty to coaches in, in certain situations is going to rear its ugly head here. Um, yep. If you got who is it, Lauer that does the power plays? I'm not even sure. But if, if he's the cause of the problem, you got to look at a different direction, or you got to say, hey, man, you got to change this. And, and figure it out because this is going to end up co it's cost them games. It's going to cost them more games and going into the playoffs. It's going to cost them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. As a Steeler fan, I am dull to moments like these. I watch Matt Canada run an <laughs> offense for multiple seasons. So whatever I, they're not going to give up on the dude for some odd reason. They're going to live or die with him and they are dying on special teams. So yeah, yeah. you talk about that Dylan hit. So let's just, let me scroll down the screen here and talk about the suspension. He got three games. Uh, I don't know. Like, I get it. You have to protect players. I understand that. Other players have to be aware of other players on the ice and maybe take a little more caution. But come on. If I look at it in slow motion, yes, it's horrible. He smoked him in the head. But also players have to be aware this uh, Akari guy, Asieri guy, sorry, I can't pronounce his name. Achari? Right. Achari. Disrespect. Achari, I think it is. Thank you. Is that Italian? I don't know, actually. Maybe. Maybe. But that dude was looking to chip the puck. He reached, his head was forward, and Dylan was going also for the puck and the man. Like, I don't think he targeted his head. Uh, I think they do have to keep into consideration the player putting himself into a vulnerable situation. It was a horrible hit. The helmet popped off. There was blood, but there was also a very situational hit. Do I think Dylan was targeting his head? No. Uh, but I get the suspension because you have to do it because it looked horrible on TV. Yeah, I, I don't know if Dylan was targeting his head, but Dylan hit his head full straight on. Nothing Absolutely. else. That's all he hit. 
I didn't like the hit. I felt like Dylan could have possibly done something different. I get it that a cherry's reaching forward to knock the puck and it, and, you know, it is a lot lower than he normally should be in that situation. But I mean, that happens in a game where you're doing that and it's up to the other player to, to realize that. And to me, he just right to the head, straight to the head, flips some helmet off stick breaks, even yeah, there's blood. It, it was not good. And, and I have no problem with the three game suspension here to Dylan uh, at all. Um, those are the kind of things I hate seeing. I, I want to take him out of the game. Even, like I said, like I agree with you on the fact that Dylan probably did not intend to hit him like that in the head, but he did it, so he's got to pay the price for it. I don't I don't know what people propose to do, do differently, though. He's playing aggressively to the puck, and this guy... But I don't know if he ever... I'd have to watch it again because I'm trying to remember what I looks, watched it. I don't remember him ever trying to even get to the puck. It look oh he's definitely going towards the puck. You see him yeah. put his stick. You, no, you see him actually put his yeah. stick out towards but he where just, the puck is. He followed through big time on that that freaking he did hit. Follow, there was no slow was up. His, there was no slow up at all, or no time attempt to, to slow up. or stop. Hey, he had time. No, you don't have time. Yeah. Like you watch it in slow motion, he has time. I watched it in both slow motion and fast like that, motion. He did not have time. Yeah, like I it's like right it. against the it's right against the wall. I don't like it either. It's very dangerous. Yeah. But I don't think I think he was playing a physical game, and I the rules say in regards to headshots, if the player puts himself in that situation, you have to consider that. And yes, uh, they probably know. did consider it. That's why they only gave him three games and not an in-person hearing. Oh, horrible! Horrible. Hey man, at least you get to watch Phone Logan call? Stanley for three games. Uh, phone call is three games. I thought it was uh, an in-person. Five, five, no, five or less is phone call. Anything, if it's going to be possibly over, then you're in prison. Don't even get me started on the inconsistencies of this player. Oh, safety yeah, there's garbage yeah. group. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nothing there. I mean, that, that suspensions in the NHL are a gong show. It's like, you know, let's throw a dart and see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> let's look at the week ahead. Jets have the Flyers on Thursday, Pens on Saturday. What are some thoughts on games? You know, what do they have to do to win? Will they win? Will they sweep? Who are you looking to step up? Yeah, we kind of talked about this, like the fact that the power play, right, hasn't been good. That needs to step up here in this situation. We need to get these guys going. It's no, uh, They're NHL players. We can talk about, hey, they're off. They need to get their legs going. Kyle Connor has only scored an empty net goal since he's been back uh, and has missed a lot of opportunities in front of the net. But now it's time for him to, to, to start finishing those opportunities. So I, I look to him to step it up. It's going to be tough on the power play against both these teams because both these teams are very good against penalty kill. Uh, number two for the Flyers and number three, no, sorry, number so 11th for Pittsburgh. So not as good, but still over 80%. So um, the Jets are going to have to figure that out quick. And, you know, Shifley, again, another guy. Yeah, let's get your legs back. He hasn't been scoring much even before the injury kind of thing. So he's got to get it going. This second line with Sean Monahan, Perfetti, Ehlers, uh, Perfetti has gone really cold over the last whatever it's been, right, month or so. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's time for him to find his game and prove to us that he can play these second-line minutes and garner more minutes. I know his stats look good in limited opportunities and all that stuff, but we need to see more out of him. So, you know, to me, it's all about the stat sheet, the goal sheets, the the assist sheets, and, and hard play kind of thing. So need more out of Perfetti as well. Yeah, I see the Jets losing these next two. I see Jets Nation losing their mind. I see them peddling all over X or Twitter looking for another panic trade. The, the Jets just need to score. The first line needs to get going. 
Velarde needs to. Where is that dude last game? He needs to get back to form. He was such a physical force. He was a trouble to deal with in the corners. He was solid in front of the net, and we didn't see much of that in the Pens game. Not saying that's been a continuous thing, but it's been there pretty much during this four-game losing streak. Uh, and they have to step up that physical game against the Flyers. You know they're going to yeah. come. The Flyers are going to come with the forecheck. You know they're going to come with the bottleneck in the neutral zone uh, to back up that forecheck. Uh, and the Jets really need to get their back end to, for, for some offensive push. Uh, like, I don't know if they're just depending on their forwards or if they lost their rhythm there or they need to find a different way to rush up the ice, but they need to find a way to get their defensemen a little more. Maybe they need to stretch past a little more. Go for those deep passes. Try to use Ehlers and Connors off the boards. I don't know what they got to do, man. I'm not yeah. a hockey strategist, but they got to change something and open it up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's horrible. Yeah. They they, they, person. They're playing this yeah. person goalie again. Son of a gun. Because their loser goalie got in trouble with that garbage. Hockey Canada. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I agree with that. And and the Flyers are stingy. Like we when we went to that game, what it was a few weeks ago when they played them, the Flyers were stingy with their opportunities. I know the Jets had a lot of shots in that game, but there wasn't yeah. a lot of quality kind of thing. And they they did. Flardy had some good chances, but there wasn't a lot there. And Harrison stopped them, stoned them cold. Philly won last night against Florida, but they had lost five in a row uh before that. So hopefully they can jump on that. But Philly is a tight defensive team. Tortorella plays that well. Um, and yeah, they've only given up. They don't score a lot, but they're 10th in goals against in the league. So that'll be a tougher one. I expect them to be able to beat Pittsburgh, though, on Saturday. Uh, Pittsburgh plays mini, uh, mini the Wild with Declan Chisholm maybe in the lineup uh, on Friday. Uh, so it's a back-to-back -back for them coming into Winnipeg the next night. So that'll be a tough game. Again, Pittsburgh third in goals against. So they don't give up a lot of goals. And like you say, Tristan Jerry's had his way with, with the Jets sometimes. So... Hopefully the Jets can pull that one off. And that's one of the two. I expect them to win one of these. And yeah. I'm probably leaning towards winning the Pittsburgh one. Well, with Dylan gone for three games, we will definitely get to see what's going on with that defensive depth. Your boy, Stanley. Okay, can we can we just talk about it for a second? You know, putting Declan Chisholm on waivers. Like, did you actually think you were going to squeeze him through waivers? I know this happened already a week or two ago or whatever it was. But, I mean, you, you just put Axel Johnson Fialbi on waivers, uh, and he went through unclaimed. Like, was yeah. anyone going to claim Fialbi or even Toninato? Like, did you need to send down Declan Chisholm? And I get a lot of people say, oh, he's a seventh defenseman anyways. He hasn't played a lot. But he's he's developing, man. He's developing. He could have been a low-cost guy on your back end for the next couple of years, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. You're developing these guys and then just tossing them away, but yet you keep Logan Stanley for so long to wait to what? <laughs> what are you still looking for on this guy? We're gonna no. see over the next three games, but come on, man, enough. Nobody knows. No, Only no. Johnny on Facebook, Johnny Chi knows why they're keeping Logan Stanley. <laughs> Boy, that guy loves Logan Stanley for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why. Uh, banking on that last rfa year oh, to break out my yeah, god so let's talk about some do the jets need to make other moves other trades was the monohan trade good thoughts on that uh yeah oh, it's, it's a good trade because they didn't give up much how much does it change this team i don't know it was it'll be all for not if he gets injured again that's yeah. for sure uh and he's good at face-offs. And I had a great conversation uh, at work with Hacksaw Duggan 
about like really how fundamentally does it change the face-offs hell yo how does it for real is that guy why not you know you actually i know people you actually had a conversation with him about the jets talking hacksaw and duggan with one ear that way or one eye that way one ear that, the other no 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 uh, this dude has the last name duggan i work for any which way i work for we work together uh any which way got talking about nonsense what were we talking about see now you lost me sorry man you saw jim duggan shit you had to you pursue lost, that you lost uh, me yeah. when you said that i thought with legit you were working with him yes and with Monahan, imagine that guy working in the theater. Oh my God, <laughs> we wouldn't know his lines for nothing. Oh, Monahan, exactly. That's your only line, bro. Monahan. I don't know how much that changes. Like you win maybe one or two faceoffs more in a game. How does that change your power play? How does that? I don't. Um, it's it's there. It's a move, and they got him for a good price. So why not? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't really care too much on the stats on face-offs and all that stuff. But, yeah, he's good at face-offs. He's not very good defensively. Um, I like the move. I mean, it's a first-rounder. It's a, a first-rounder for a guy that you're going to wait four to five years to develop anyways, right, for the most part, because it, it should be a late first-rounder. You made, you made an impact kind of with Shifley and Hellebuck signing them for those deals that you're going to give her and go all out as much as possible, right? So. There wasn't a lot of options there unless somehow you're going to sneak Giroux or something out of Ottawa. But, um, you know, Monaghan hopefully helps the power play out and gets that going a bit. Didn't help yesterday, but it's his first game. But, yeah, like you say, injuries, a lot of injuries with this guy. So I am worried about that and concerned about that. He had some good seasons point-wise, and he seemed to be doing better in Montreal. But he was also playing a lot of minutes and a lot of power play minutes in Montreal. Now he's going to be relegated to that second-line role. Um and sometimes that second line is going to be less than the third line, which is the Lowry line. So yeah. we'll see what it can do. It adds depth, at least to that second line center, because we are sorry to that center group. Because when you saw when Shifley was out, it struggled big time. Um, you know, so now you got Nemeskov, you got a decent center group. Nemeskov's back on line four, Lowry on line three. So uh, hopefully they can get it done. And and then we'll see. But the only thing is, if you want to trade for a defenseman, like there's rumors about Tanev, there's rumors about uh, Sean Walker in Philadelphia. Please. Both of those are going to probably cost at least another first rounder. Unless somehow you can take, uh, get them to take Montreal's second rounder, which they traded for, or which they have, right? Because that should be a high second rounder, right? So mm. we'll see what they do there. But I don't know. Is Sean Walker an improvement? Who do you take out of the lineup if you do Sean Walker? Schmidt, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. For sure. Good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, Concerns? Of this four-game losing streak, can the Jets pull out of it? Uh, there is concerns, for sure. Um, am I thinking it's going to be the same as last year? Um, I don't know. But, I mean, we're we're obviously – we have that PTSD from last year. And the last couple of years of the second half of the season has gone down a hill. Even back in, what was that, 2018-19 season, right, when the Jets were supposed to go back to the conference final and win the Stanley Cup that year. Second half yeah. of the season was a nightmare. Last year was too. So you got the, you got that in your mind. It is, and once the Jets lose four in a row here, it's it's coming out. But like we talked about, shut out three times in their last seven games. They haven't scored more than four goals since the Islander game. Colin O'Connor, one goal uh, lately and into an empty net. Power play is still terrible. PK is still susceptible. Uh, I didn't even say that right. They, mm-hmm. you know, because they've played well in some games. So yeah, it's a concern. Um, would you look at putting Shifley, Velarde, and Ehlers back together because they played so well before, or would you let the lines roll the way they are for a couple more games? Kind of want to see 
Connor Shifley Ehlers. Connor Shifley Ehlers. So not even Velarde up there. I wouldn't mind seeing Perfetti Monahan Velarde. No. Uh, I need I think that second line needs a little more physical punch. I think that if someone needs to open the ice for Perfetti a little. I think that guy's being bullied a little too much. And I think Velarde can do that. So I'd love to see him on the second line, even though he's showing his stuff on the first line, but maybe that much might shake things up. So that's that's my answer. Yeah, I wonder how long he will keep like if they struggle to score early in tomorrow's game. If he'll, you know, bring out the blender and switch lines up quickly, or if he'll give it another full game to see what these guys can do together. Because we haven't seen Shifley, Velarde, and Connor together, really, right? Yeah. Because Velarde got hurt early, then Connor, and now Shifley. So exactly. exactly. They're finally back. You might have to give them a couple games to get it going. But unfortunately, on a four-game losing streak, you got to get things turned around fast, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that they have to. But still, I have hope in the Winnipeg Jets. It's a little bit of a snag. I have, a con- I have concerns, but I'm, I, I'm not going back to last year. Or any, I'm not thinking about that at all. I think the removal of PLD, I think Bonus has the room a little more. I think Scott O'Neill has the room a little more. So I, don't, I, don't, I won't go back to that. Maybe when they hit 10 games, maybe. But it, it's, it's the one interesting thing is, I mean, they were top of the league, right? The Jets yeah. were top of the league, and that's slowly been fading right now you're eight points behind vancouver for that top spot or sorry yeah eight points behind vancouver for that top spot all of a sudden and you know so they've they've been dropping while these other teams are continually winning like vancouver's eight oh and two in their last 10 yeah did you see you lindholm know? scored two in that first in his first game with them yeah so there you go first game <laughs> lindholm scores two monahan and the chance gets shut out so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry friends <laughs> Uh, Jets fans, put your comments below. Don't forget to visit Fahrenheit Airbrushing. Did I miss anything? Nope. Dude, we're going into quick shots then. What's your top three Canadian NHL power rankings? Well, speaking of one, is Toronto. Or, sorry, not Toronto. Vancouver, speaking of them. Well, I was just looking at Toronto right now, and it just popped in my head. So Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, who was on a 16-game winning streak until losing last night. Those are my top three. Dang, I got Vancouver, <laughs> I got Edmonton, and I got Winnipeg. Should the CFL have a Pro Bowl-type weekend? Yes, they need to market the game. They need to attract new fans. I loved how the NFL profiled the youth flag football. Grow the game, use the event to grow the relationship with the CFL and Football Canada. Yep, totally agree. I mean, that would help you grow the game. I, I'd love to see even a skills competition kind of thing uh, after the season's done. I mean, you'd have to probably do it in Toronto or BC, but yeah, that'd be a great thing for the league. It can't hurt. No. No, and why not do it in Toronto? You need to grow the game there. Yeah. Make it like almost a free event. Yeah. Speaking of domes, Montreal Olympic Stadium getting a new roof. Good? Holy shit. 870 million? That is crazy for a new roof. But if it brings in the stuff that they are talking about, bigger concert events and all that stuff that'll make them tons of money, yeah, great move. The only thing is it's closed for four years, so it'll be a long time. What a clown show. No, it's not a good idea. They should have just demolished that thing for $2 billion. Because by the time they finish construction and all the delays, it'll probably be one point something billion dollars. Yeah. It's it's not good for concerts. The acoustics sucks and the sight lines suck for any sport. The soccer won't play there. They're not going to get another baseball team. Great Cups don't need 60. There's, I don't know what they're doing in Montreal. Uh, <laughs> just why don't they build they're, condos over it? They're thinking about Taylor Swift concerts. Oh, yeah, that's going to sound good when half the crowd's leaving because they don't know the words coming out of her (laughs) mouth. Biggest coordinator signing in the NFL. 
Wow. Uh, there's a lot of moves and, and interesting moves. Head coaches going back to being coordinators. Arthur Smith in Pittsburgh, Kingsbury back to um, – where did he go? Okay, Washington. Washington. Uh, I like Ken Dorsey in Cleveland. It's not the biggest move, but I like what he had success with Josh Allen. Uh, maybe he can help Deshaun Watson uh, take that next step or figure things out. So I like that move. Arthur Smith of the Steelers. Of course, I'm a homer, but I think this is what they need. They need yeah. a coach who has a proven uh, power running game and can lead uh, an offense with an okay quarterback. Super Bowl predictions with the score. Uh, I guess I'm going to be a homer on this one. I got to pick the Niners, man. Uh, let's go 24 17. Mm, I'll go Chiefs 24 21. Hopefully, you're wrong. Hopefully, you're wrong. Mm, well, hey. Uh, uh, for your happiness, I'll cheer for the 49ers any day. It's all <laughs> Thanks, good, buddy. Man. Oh, I got love. There's no hate about this. Benny, you got anything to say to our friends, 49er friends, all them friends? <laughs> go Niners. Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Have a good week. And remember, go check out our Milt Stiegel interview. And once you're there, listen to all the rest of the Bombers talk. And we're going to work on bringing some more guys out to, out to you in the interview form here as well. Watch the Milt Stiegel interview and tell us which GM tried to trade aggressively for Milt Stiegel and even went illegally to do it. It's I'm not lying. It's true. Yeah, the story's true. there. It's Check true. it out. And in the famous words of LeVar Burton, we'll see you next time. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.